Oh, I wrote some notes, didn't I, on this podcast? Oh, she's off again. Well, don't do what I just did, which was get up to get something and keeping my headphones plugged into my computer and nearly send the whole lot crashing to the floor. That would have been a short episode. I'm so glad that we've caught you in a good mood, Kate Watson Smythe. It's so unusual <laughs> you find you in anything else. <laughs> Mrs. Grumpy is back. It's the 2021 reboot. <laughs> uh, I just saw something on Instagram which said, um, I've downloaded the uh, taster version of 2021 and uh, I'd like to send it back, please, within the 14-day window. I'm fully within my rights. I don't fancy it. And I thought, yeah, that about sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Great Indoors. The podcast which reveals everything you ever needed to know about interiors and explains how to make it all really work for you in your home. I'm Sophie Robinson. And I'm Kate Watson-Smythe and happy new lockdown everyone. (laughs) You don't mean that, do you? (laughs) It's grim, isn't it? Let's just uh, let's just put it out there. It sucks. I was sort of all right with the first one and I got through the second one, but I don't know whether it was all the talk about, oh, you know, goodbye to 2020, let's start again. And I'm like, yes. really? It's more of the same. I'm really <laughs> over it now. It's, it's come as a bit of a shock. I wasn't expecting it. And um, especially sort of the schools being closed, that has been, yeah, that presents itself quite a unique challenge, doesn't it? But you know me, cup half full. It's going to be spring soon. The vaccine's on the way. And I think we've got to all thank our lucky stars that I, for one, am fit and healthy. And we're doing our bit. We're supporting our NHS. So let's just give them a quick shout out because I'm sure they're probably having a worse start to the year than we are. Oh, they are. And I, th- I, you know, I'm a bit cross about all this clap for them because I think they should really just have a pay rise. I think we should start a movement for yeah, paying them more money. Yeah, start a movement for that, yeah. for sure. It does feel like he's stalking us. My 17-year-old's just had his A-levels cancelled, of course, so we've got that Gosh. to deal with. Yeah, And you've got the boys at home, both boys at home, I imagine, as well, have you? Yes, I bet and Isaac's I might not say, gone back to uni. No, he's not gone back. So a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old take up a lot more space than a 2-year-old and a 4-year-old, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> And they eat a lot more, you know, if it's not nailed into the fridge, it's gone. No, I mean, it's just head down and get on with it, I think, isn't it? You've had quite a busy start this year, haven't you? We've gone off like a rocket. I mean, I like to ease myself into the new year. Oh yeah, I I noticed cold baths. Oh, well, that's not such a new year thing. That was something that I got into in the first lockdown, actually. Or was it the second? Okay. I'm losing, <laughs> losing track. <laughs> but I've been doing cold. I've been doing cold water therapy to give it its proper Aww. name for the last couple of months. But yeah, you've seen on Instagram. I've been taking a dip in the English Channel once a week. It's down to minus two this week. Woo-hoo-hoo. You're not going this week, are you? I haven't been this week, and I and I will confess actually, I haven't been in my garden plunge bath either because it's got ice <laughs> on it. <laughs> I just didn't fancy. So I'm feeling a bit meek because I've only done cold showers this week. But I'm up for I quite like it when it literally is an ice bath. You know, it's good. It's but good. but I love talk it. me through this. I, I did read a feature by this guy. Is he called Wim Hof? That's right. And it's meant to be you get into a cold slash ice bath, what, every day for a couple of minutes and what, you can conquer the world. Yes. It, that's, Lose that's that complete... half stone, re, reboot your brain. 
yeah. cope with solves, everything. Solves all of life's problems. I got into it because I listened to Fern Cotton's podcast, brilliant podcast, The Happy Place. Really recommend that one. And she was interviewing him and he's really charismatic and he really pulls you in. And he's got loads of, oh, you'd love it, Kate. He's got so much science and data and fact and everything behind all Ooh. of this. Oh, I'm listening. It's I'm not, listening. It's not woo-woo. And essentially what I really liked about it was first and foremost from a kind of headspace thing. He talked about the feeling of empowerment you get when you consciously walk into pain. And I was like, ooh, uh, I quite That's a sentence that that's out. just gone straight in straight one headphone and out the other. <laughs> consciously walking into pain. What, is yes. that, you know, what does that mean? That means when you're in the shower, yes. you whack it onto cold... Yeah. And you have made that happen and you didn't have a heart attack. You didn't fall, slip and fall over. You didn't hyperventilate. What if you did? You were, but, but, okay. it, but you don't. And I think that's the thing. And I think for me, I think we can spend a lot of time fearing the worst. And actually what getting into a bath covered in ice at seven o'clock in the morning has taught me is it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. And when you get out the other end, your body has this incredible... It just has an incredible boost. Your Shock. vascular system's given a massive boot. It's like nature's espresso. I am absolutely, you'd hate to be around me, Kate, but I am unstoppable <laughs> after an ice bath. <laughs> Literally. Can I just have the, well, how about when we're allowed to get together again, mm. you can get in the ice bath and I will sit and watch whilst wearing a big blanket and drinking an espresso. That, <laughs> there we go. That's how that's going to work. That's the different approach. You can bath in the ice cold espresso and I will just drink one. I mean, I just know for me, proof in the pudding, I just love it. It makes my mind feel calm. My anxiety levels have plummeted since I've been doing it. And it is a bit mad and it is a bit bonkers, but it essentially makes you feel sane, which is interesting parallel, don't you think? Doing something bonkers to make you feel sane. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not dragging a bath out into the garden and getting in there. <laughs> you live in the middle of nowhere. I don't know what my neighbours would think. <laughs> it's really funny because I do go out really early in the morning and there's quite often dog walkers going past watching me in my robe and I'm there thinking, what is she doing? I just want everyone to know yeah. I wear a swimming costume, by the way. I'm not like flashing to all the poor unsuspecting dog walkers first thing in the morning. <laughs> that would probably be an arrestable offence. That's a whole different level of, yeah, of, of a, insanity, I That's think. getting your yeah. kicks in a completely different way. Yeah. So what are you getting up to then to give yourself a boost this year? Well, I have this time got into the exercise again, I have to say. Not in your way, but I spent the first lockdown essentially lying on the sofa with a vat of Campari. Um, yes. and, and that had to stop, you know, lovely as it was, it had to stop, couldn't do any of my trousers up. And... Uh, <laughs> And the second lockdown, I thought, all right, we've got to stop the cocktails, but I still can't face moving. And now we have succumbed, a bit of an indulgence. We realised all the money we'd saved from not going to the gym, we cancelled our membership, or rather it was sort of cancelled for us by the pandemic. So we have got one of those Peloton spin bikes. Oh, I've heard loads of those. That's the other big craze, isn't it? I would rather get in a cold bath already. 
I mean, that just sounds torturous to me. Spinning oh, well, on a you bike. see, I liked spinning, but okay. it has a screen on it. So you just choose a class you want to do. You can do them live, which I haven't done, or they're all kind of on the computer screen as it was, ready for you to pick one. Do you see so other I'm... people on the screen? Do you get to watch no, other people? No, you don't. And You're puffing. doing it on your own. You c- there is a leaderboard and you can see who's doing it. So if you get competitive, which I kind of do, you can try and overtake people on the leaderboard but also it puts your personal best up all the time so you can kind of just try and overtake yourself this is so. a whole other side of Kate Watson smile no. <laughs> well I've not always know been quite that. I like spin so I did this I'm morning I had a lovely time oh yeah I did 30 minutes of a highly intense spin class this morning to 1980s music with um, I'm going to call out Leanne Hainsby who's one of the teachers so I was you know Cycling away to a bit of blondie, one way or another, bit of walk like an Egyptian by the bangles. I was well into it. And now, I mean, if we hear noises in the background, that is my son is up there now having a go. And I think he'll probably do 20 minutes, half an hour to some insanely horrible hip hop. Um, But you just choose the kind of music you want. You choose the length of class. And you can also do strengthening classes and yoga and Pilates and everything. So no, well into it. I mean, my mind is blown. I just the mad husband not... and I are having a bit of a bike off at the moment because we're being a bit competitive. But that's good because it's making us fit. Of course, he's lost two notches on his trouser belt, hasn't he? Oh, how are your trousers doing? Well, looser. But, you know, I'm not sure I'm going quite as far as two notches. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am impressed. So these Peloton bikes, which room have you got it in? I mean, they're quite big, aren't they? It's up in the loft. And oh my God, they weigh a ton. And of course, under normal circumstances, there's a whole big thing about how they, you know, they have a two-men delivery team and they bring it to you and they set it up and plug it in and make sure it's all working. Of course, these two turned up mid-pandemic and just went, here you are then, left it on the drive. And we were like, oh, it's fine. How heavy can it be to take up four flights of stairs to the loft? It weighs 10 stone. (gasps) Oh my God. There's your little workout. We didn't go on it for about a week afterwards. well, exactly. We spent a week recovering them from that before we actually did any cycling. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's got me moving again and that is good. I think this is all extraordinary stuff, isn't it? I mean, I've got a roll top in my garden. You've got a spin bike in your loft. We're all having to adapt our homes for all these new activities that we're having to do. And again, you know, in lockdown, I think people are getting more and more inventive. I mean, I'm going to Sophie Alex Bexter's um, kitchen disco tonight. It's Friday night. Oh, just for everybody, we are recording this obviously on the Friday before you hear it, just to flag that up. But Sophie Ellis Bexter does a kitchen disco on her Instagram every Friday night. I highly recommend. So that's my current nightlife. Basically, we've got to just make our homes multitask. Got to use every bit of space. And it's interesting, isn't there? Because there always used to be some statistic about your wardrobe in that you wear... 20% of your wardrobe, 80% of the time. And I'm sure there'll be something similar about houses in that you use, you know, certain rooms 80% of the time and hardly ever go into others. And this is now about, you know, we're all using all the space we've got. We're using it for lessons in the morning and work in the afternoon and for a workout after that. You know, there's no, no area of the house that isn't pressed into service. I'm trying to think of some new inventive ways of making my home feel fresh and exciting in 2021. And this isn't like the big lockdown decorating surge that I did last year. I just kind of want to think outside the box. For example, on one of my little mum's WhatsApp groups, 
this week. Someone said, has anyone done like one of these online panic escape room games? And I was like, what even is that? And I gave it a Google. <laughs> and I thought, that sounds like a fun thing to do with like some family friends. So I'm going to look up that. I just think, you know, it's time to think of, because I can't do any more Zoom parties. I just, no. I can't, or quizzes. I think we've been there and we tried that, didn't we? Um, so yeah, it's sort of kitchen discos and... I don't know, other ways, online ways of getting together and feeling connected. So if anyone's got any ideas of what we can all do to connect and feel buoyed up over these next couple of months, I don't know. Just let us know, listeners. And to remind you how to get in touch with us, just give us a follow over on Instagram, where I'm Sophie Robinson Interiors, and she's mad about the house. And of course, do check out the Great Indoors Facebook group, which is currently chatting tin tiles, jazzy lampshades, inverted mantelpiece mirrors, and always, always the agonies and ecstasies of choosing paint colour, which um, is something I really don't have a problem with. Well, oh, oh. Are you queen of choosing paint colours? Everybody <laughs> has a problem with choosing paint colours. Do you never have to put samples on the wall? Anyhow, what else are we going to be talking about today? We seem to have been rambling on with the excitement <laughs> of finally getting together in the duvet dens again. What is actually in the show? Yes, we have got some interior design topics to cover. First up, I want a full update on your home office, because I know you've been squirrelling away and busy with that. Um, also, apparently someone tells me that you've got an online shop about to launch. Oh, yes. 2021 is definitely going to be your year. And then finally, let's have a little roundup of the trends, shall we? All right, then. So, yes, decorating is kicked off again in the madhouse. I did none in the first lockdown when everybody was doing loads, didn't feel inspired. But what I realised was my 17-year-old has a very tiny bedroom, it's kind of six foot by eight foot, and he has sort of spent most of the last year in bed lying down because he's got no space to do anything else. So we agreed that he would move into my office, which is bigger, and that would give him proper desk space to work for his A-levels, which have now been cancelled. And I would go into his tiny bedroom and make that into my office because, to coin a phrase that you came up with last year, I quite often hot desk around the house anyway. So it's really a sort of place to store things. Okay, so it's going to be, you're going to use this small room as your base to store, I'm imagining it's going to be a lot of books, like a little, like a a little book books. nook. A little book nook. A little book nook. For yes. you. Perfect. And I had come up with a plan. There's going to be some panelling and it's just got room for my desk in it and an armchair. And I was getting all very excited about that. And I was going to use little green puck, which Ooh, is a very nice. gorgeous sort of deep emerald green. So we were all set with that. And uh, the 17-year-old couldn't decide what he wanted. And he then wanted blue. And, you know, we do that thing where you give your children a sort of edited version of the colours you find acceptable. Because he, you know, tends to like quite a grey blue. And I really wasn't up for that. But and, it's his uh, room. Well, Look I know. You you're but getting all dictatorial. The edited <laughs> version of the colours, as you pointed out, give them an edited version of colours you like. So I actually showed him your smalt colour, which is that, your cobalt blue, which yes. I think you've got in your hall. It's got quite a bit of red in it. It's quite rich blue. And he was really quite up for that. And I thought, well, OK, that would be great. And I can have the green in my office. And then about a week ago, he came into the kitchen and he saw my sample of the emerald green and he went, that's the one I want. 
So he's got that now. Paint wars. Paint wars. So he is now having the emerald green puck on the lower half of the wall. You let him lick I've your conceded because he's then going to have, well, because then he said he quite fancy keeping the gold ceiling. So he's going to ah, have emerald so green the on the payoff. bottom and the kind of like a soft white. We're going to do slaked lime on the top half of the wall and then the gold ceiling. And then I had to think again. And just at that moment, the new colour card dropped from little green. And I'm using a colour there called Arras, which is like a kind of burgundy. So I'm going to oh, add some panelling. Oh, you're going to paint all the walls burgundy and make it really dark and Well, I'm going to do panelling to kind of just over halfway up. And right. that I'm going to do in this burgundy gloss. And then oh, nice. above that, and because it's a sloping ceiling, because it's kind of under the eaves, it will go up, up the top of the wall and over the ceiling in a very, very pale pink, which is also from the new colour card called Ferdinand. Oh, would so, you not just do it all dark? Oh, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go yeah. on. Name that show. Oh, no. come on, pale pink, so 2020. Go all well, dark and glossy. Not going all dark. It's a Wrap really dark gloss I, burgundy. Can I just get a word in edgeways? When I said I was going to do it dark green, you were like, oh, but it's a really small room and it'll be really dark. I don't think that's the right colour. I don't think so. Right. Now that I'm was, going that wasn't me you were talking to. That was I you. Would never that say was that. you. I no, remember. I I've you probably recorded it. Get the it. tape out. No. <laughs> but that's how I'm doing it. But that's not till next week. So this week, well, I then had to get hold of the paint. I had to buy the beds in a hurry. So the house, and how's you know, that is, been? How has it been sourcing stuff in this lockdown? Well, it's been okay so far. I mean, I've only bought a double bed base, two mattresses and a light. And the rest and of it we've delivered. kind of got in the house. They've all been delivered. It's all been fine. They've all been left on the doorstep at a safe distance. The decorator comes in in the morning wearing a mask, goes into the room, paints the room, comes out several hours later, puts yeah, the mask on and leaves. Yeah, because just to clarify, so um, builders and decorators are still permitted to work, aren't they? Through, yeah. this lock, through this lockdown. They weren't in lockdown one, but just to clear up. But they are the now. Go-ahead. So, he's, so that's his, you know, keeping a distance. And then we wanted, so in this room, obviously my old office, there's a, a fireplace with an alcove either side. So we thought the thing to do would be to get some reclaimed laboratory worktops to make desks because I love, you know, bringing a bit of vintage wood in. I didn't want to buy, you know, two desks is quite an expensive outlay. But I thought these laptops would work really well. So my husband and elder son went off to pick up these laptops and there were loads of them. We got them from Retruvius where you just kind of look through and pick the one you wanted. So they picked out two. He tells me he looked through about 20 to find a nice one. Anyhow, they come back, they're fine. We get them in the room, we have a look. And one of them's beautiful. It's got a beautiful patina on it. It's not too marked, lovely. The other one says, um, now let me think how I can say this without an advisory warning. It's got a bit of graffiti on it. It's got a little bit of graffiti scratched in with a compass. And it says, Callum is a gay W blank blank (laughs) K-E-R. Great! I said to my husband, Callum, forever. Poor Callum. Labelled. And and my husband was like, oh, I'm really sorry we didn't see that, but we can sand it out, which, of course, slightly spoils the whole vintage look, you know, and all that kind of thing. We called in the 17-year-old to say, what do you think about this, you know, graffiti? Does it add character? And he looked at her and he went, I'm really happy with the W... Lucy's Lucy's exercised yeah, by my she's, swearing. She's seen a squirrel. Um, Lucy, shh. She's back in a squirrel. Right, there we go. Squirrel lived to see another day. 
Right. So we so, called the 17-year-old in to say, you know, what do you think about this graffiti? Because it sort of adds character or does it not? And he looked at it and he said, I'm really comfortable with the W word that rhymes with banker. He said, that's fine, but I take issue with the homophobic nature of the fact that Callum is accused of being gay when he may or may not be. So I think we need to sand it out. <laughs> <laughs> So we've sanded it and we're going to put a bit of Danish oil on it and I think it will still have the vintage look. But yes, it's all it's all going on. <laughs> well, it's nothing if not authentic. Was it all covered in chewing gum as well when we bought our oh, um, so laptop? Oh, so much chewing gum. Just disgusting. Gum. Of course, actually, it did say, and I now can't remember, it had Callum's last name. So the first thing my 19-year-old goes, oh, let's look if he's on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there were several. We've not found the elusive Callum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I've got a mini update for you. You'll remember in the last series, uh, we were decorating Tom's office because I was kicking oh, him out of mine. Can I just interrupt here? Oh, yeah. So when we say we, you've just had, <laughs> you know, what I might politely call a bit of a go at me for yes. directing my 17-year-old's colour choices. I seem to recall when we were recording at your house between lockdowns that um, you had chosen the colour of Tom's office well, and he'd been say... quite clearly brainwashed into accepting it. And I spoke to him. He stood up like a robot and went, yes, I think it will be lovely when it is finished. <laughs> And is it finished? You do do have that on tape as well. Anyway, yeah, yes. Well, we've finally put the desk in it because I have been getting quite a few messages from people going, oh, still waiting to see what Tom's office looks like. And I was like, oh, it still looks the same as it did last time I talked about it. But we got a blind up and we got a desk in. (laughs) And uh, and yes, and head over to my grid and you will see it there. Now, usually this time of year, first podcast of a new year, January, we'd be all over the trends. And I tell you what, my inbox is still pinging with press releases of new this and new that and what the best homes will be wearing in 2021. And I tell you what, I ain't feeling it. I am not, (laughs) I am not digging the trends right now. I am pushing back and going, no more of your FOMO fashionable interiors. It's not where I'm at. It's really interesting, isn't it? I did a piece on the blog the other day um, because I always do a piece every year about the new trends that are coming up. And often, as you say, I might have been to Paris, to Maison, the one of the big trade shows, to see what's going on. And obviously, I haven't, haven't been to that this year. But I thought, well, let's have a look and see what people are talking about, you know, just to see if there is a sense of the trends going on. And actually... What I sort of came up with was that it's not a trend in terms of shapes or colours, but it's a lifestyle trend by which I mean things that lots of us are doing in our homes that are not fashionable, but that are becoming trends as in the ways we live. So give us an example. What do you mean? Well, so I think that there are things which have been sped up by the pandemic. So, for example, if we do want to talk about colours, it's green, which has been coming for a while. Ruth Mottishead of Little Green, she's a creative director. She said lots of people are looking at green. Mm. And I think that's a direct result of the fact that, you know, we're indoors all the time. So we're craving that strong green colour in the outside. So I think we're looking more towards sort of nature and it's that kind of well-being, isn't it? You know, obviously plants, we can't be outside in nature as much so we're wanting to bring those into our home so it's a way we live which is 
perhaps better for us and more sustainable within our homes. That's the trend, not just, am I going to have a frilly ruffle on my chair? Which yeah, probably you are exactly. Too. You know, I think you're so you're so right. And it's getting the connection with how our homes make us feel and moving away from, like you say, mm. the look, the shapes, the fringing, which metallic is in, the patterns, and more about how do we want to feel in our homes? Because like, yeah, as you've pointed out, first of all, we're in them a lot more than we've ever been. Yeah. We're in them at different times of the day. We need to transition through Many different feelings as well from feeling focused with our attention in order to work, feeling like we can zone our home to perform different tasks. But then also, you know, I think there's a real issue with anxiety and coping with our mental well-being going on right now. And I know that the way we decorate our homes, the colours we use, like you've already highlighted, green is great for this. It's a very soothing, very grounding colour, can all help manage those things. So it's a very, very, it's a much more heartfelt way of decorating. But it does kind of pose some problems because, you know, trends are like, yay, pink's in, let's all trot off and do that or rose gold or whatever. When it comes to deciding what makes you happy and what your happy colours are, you have to do a little bit more work around this, don't we? And I think we're going to see much more guidance and expertise coming to the fore to help people do that. I mean, I'm running my colour psychology online again at the moment in January and it is just proving so popular because I think more and more people are realising that there isn't one size fit all and maybe you you don't really understand your relationship to colour and style and you do feel swayed about what your neighbour says or what your other half is telling you. So it's kind of understanding, isn't it, that different spaces of your home require you to decorate in quite different ways and understanding how to do that. I think it's really interesting that Pantone's colour for this year was this really zesty, fresh yellow. <gasps> oh, look at her scoffing her head off. Along with this very... <laughs> cool grey. Do you know what? I tried very hard. I stuck up for Brave Ground and Dulux because it was a reflection of the mood. But I just looked at that Pantone and I thought, this is just an endless road with double yellow parking lines on it. <laughs> I just, it made me feel so miserable. And, you know, God knows I've written a book about grey. I've had a house fully decorated in grey. I'm not greyest. No, not you're not greyest, but you're yellowest. But, Perky um, yellow, just absolutely. I am yellowest. yellowest. But what it made me feel was, and I think actually in some of the press releases, they said, oh, it's about the light at the end of the tunnel. And I didn't get a light no, at the you end of the tunnel feeling. The tunnel. I got an endless road of more of the same. Um, but then interestingly, I looked at... Can Benjamin I just jump Moore, in? Can huge... I just... just... Yeah. <laughs> Before we move on to Benjamin Moore. I think it's really interesting that you clearly hated... That colour combination where I yeah. where uh, I think it's safe to say we could just would say that and actually can't wait to get off the topic of uh, the Pantone colour of the year. But before you do, um, I rather liked it and I think that it's a, it's an interesting mix. And I also think because Pantone isn't really just an interiors trend; it's a global colour trend. But I think it works really well in yeah. interiors because you've got the the calming neutral influence of the grey which is quite cool and restful and then it can get sliced through by that lovely sharp tangy yellow and I think that is a beautiful colour palette to experiment. It doesn't feel particularly new you know like you say we've seen a lot of grey in interiors and yellow's been coming in and out. Well it's it's actually a classic it's very mid-century isn't it? So. I mean that's very Lucy and Day and all that kind of yellows and greys. I mean mini moderns do lots of it and it looks fabulous when they do the designs. I think it's just the image that kept coming yes, back to road, me was the road. Less road. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe if I look at some new styling pictures, I might feel a little bit more. I don't, Kate. Let it go. It's not for you. You don't have to try and like it. (laughs) I mean, you were very polite about Brave Ground. I I had to bite my tongue because it wasn't for me, and that's all right. That's all right. I'm not a taupey brown girl, and you're not a perky yellow girl, and yet we still rub along, don't we? Anyway. But interestingly, in that you could say, I mean, I think you referred to Brave Ground as being the colour of mud. Um, And I've talked about, you know, the popularity of green and and yellow, um, certain shades of yellow. And then I came across the other day the Benjamin Moore colour of the year, which gets much less shouting about than Pantone and Dulux, because that is about a paint colour rather than a mood or a reflection of society as a whole. Um, But that colour of the year is called Aegean Teal, and it's a beautiful sort of soft blue that's the colour of the ocean. And I thought that's another colour, you know, I don't know how many of us are going to see the ocean this year. Oh, I'm going once a week. So we've got... Aren't I? You're going this week? I go, oh, yes. I don't, I don't think yours is going to no, be a G and Teal, right though. Now, I think yours is going to be a bit more Pantone <laughs> Grey, isn't it? Your English channel. <laughs> and basically, I think we're agreeing that a lot of the colour trends are coming from nature. But there are some other things, again, coming through, which are continuations. So I think vintage is going nowhere. That's been coming around for a while. That fits in with the sort of sustainability, you know, reuse furniture, save it from landfill, bring character to its space. So, you know, eBay's your mate. Keep going with that. And, uh, and my, my hint is 1980s vintage is going to be, continue to be big this year. I know you're trying to ignore it, Kate, but I'm going to keep the 1980s. I'm ignoring that. I'm not going with... Yeah, well, you keep going on. I'm going to carry on talking. The other trend, again, in a lifestyle kind of way, is what I've called sort of creature comfort, but I've seen we might call it nesting or texture. I think, you know, again, we're at home a lot more. There's a lot of boucle around on furniture. Oh, I love a bit of of textured, lovely, soft material. And I think, you know carved rugs where there might not be a riot of pattern but there's different layers of the rug so that you can feel that feels comfortable underfoot textured cushions sofas curves again that's been coming in for a while that's not going that's furniture that hugs you so I think again there are sort of looks that are around but they are to do with how we live so we want to touch nice things we want things to feel nice we want furniture to hug us we want character furniture that we can keep and have forever so those I think are the big sort of trends slash feelings that are coming through in interiors and again I don't know if this is so much a trend as a necessity but multifunctional spaces so I think we will see more clever furniture and ways to make our spaces go from sort of, you know, working office to cocktail lounge and bedroom to work from home desk. So those are the things to look out for. We're fully embracing the vintage theme. I bought Tom a record player for Christmas. I can't get more vintage than that, can you? I know, the sound of vinyl. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's so heartwarming. One of the big lifestyle changes that's been going on at our house is um, my husband says every day feels like Christmas around here at the moment with the amount of online deliveries we've been getting. (laughs) The only visitors to our house are in a DPD van. And I just thought this was really interesting given your upcoming launch, Kate Watson-Smythe. But we are really changing the way we shop for our homes, aren't we? 
Well, absolutely. I mean, the pandemic has turned us into a nation of online shoppers. And I think, I mean, obviously, some of us were were quite good at online shopping already, but we've all had to do that because the shops aren't open. And yet we've found, I think, that we've needed more stuff for our homes because they're multitasking, because we've got to make office spaces and school desks and things. So, um, yeah, we're all we're all doing it now. Clickety click. Yeah. So yeah. What's, what's your plan for um, online retail? So, yes, I'm launching my new online interiors store on Saturday and it's called designstory.shop. But it's story with an E on it because it's the stories of your house as well as the stories of your interiors. Lovely and word play, Kate. Lovely. There nice we touch. go. Basically, I think the problem is, you know, yes, we've got more used to online shopping because we've had to, but there's just so much stuff out there. I mean, not least because all the existing shops have suddenly uploaded everything online. And, you know, I've, I don't know if you've ever had that sort of feeling when you think, well, I just want a black T-shirt and you go in to look no, for a black T-shirt. No, obviously I've and never then, had that feeling. Oh, Why would right, I ever have, want a black T-shirt? t-shirt. Yes. Quite. But you go into this store and there's like 147 pages of the thing you're looking for. Mm. And you just think, oh, I can't bear to look through this much stuff. You know, I'd rather be living my life or doing something else. But equally, you don't stop because pretty certainly the one you want is on the next page. So you sort of keep going and you keep going. And it's, I think the new word we're using for it is doom scrolling, aren't we? And it's just sort of miserable. So the idea kind of sprang out of that and of a feature I used to write for The Independent years ago called The 50 Best. And I thought, do you know what? I am going to curate the internet into collections of the 50 best. So there will nice. be the 50 best sofas, the 50 best rugs, the 50 best desk lamps, and there'll be 10 on a page and it's five pages. And I particularly don't want filters which are glitchy and, you know, you go in and you think you want a filter because you think you want a brass mid-century desk lamp. Oh, you mean like and search you, filters you're talking search about? Search filters. Okay, you yeah. then miss the sort of beautiful, outrageous, you know, floral standard lamp, which you completely fall in love with, but you'd never have seen if you'd had all the filters going. So oh, right. Okay, I'm so saying, give me an example. If I put in, oh, think of an example of something I might say, like, I don't know, velvet armchair. But it's not, it, that's the whole point. It doesn't work like that. No, it's no, no, no. Range. But like what you're saying is if I put in a search like yeah. velvet tub armchair, yeah. I wouldn't see the incredible floral chintz one, which actually I might prefer because it's Which is covered in linen. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So or if you, you might not find the chair with a high back because you've put in tub chair. Mm. So you're restricting yourself. So the idea of design story is it's laid out like a, a very beautiful floor plan and you go into the room that you want and you will find in that room, for example, the sitting room, the 50 best sofas, 50 best armchairs, you will find coffee tables, you will find side tables. There will never be more than 50 of that particular item. And I've put together a collection of the 50 best sitting room lights, but there are also, you can go in via the complete collection and look at just wall lights or just desk lamps. So there is a a way of sort of refining your search a bit more. But the idea is you never have to look at more than five pages, 50 products. And what I've also done, because I think this doesn't really exist either, I'm writing, it's turned out to be a slightly mammoth task, a little bit of an explanation under each product telling you 
why it's a good buy, why you might want it, how it might multitask from different rooms as your life and needs change, or what you can style it with, or what it might go with. So there's a real... It's, it's like, like an having a personal shopper. in a way, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's a little bit of personal shopping. So, you know, you can look through these lights and know that, well, this one might be a bit more of an investment, but this is why it's a good thing, or this one's a bit more cheap and cheerful. And um, uh, one of the sort of main things, I think, is is looking out, I will do all the filtering for all the hidden gems on the high street. Okay, so this is the other headline, isn't it? Is that you're quite a different retail store because you're not going out and procuring and buying and having the logistics of stuff. You are picking your picks from the high street and the internet. Yeah, I guess from big brands and small brands, no, like yeah, some little, some little niche designer think, makers as well. I'm going to have little niche designer makers and small businesses, and you know, my interest is like I love wandering around the corridors of the internet looking at things, but I appreciate a lot of other people don't. So it's about just filtering it down and saying, do you know what? Here are the best things from that online site that you need. So are people who have an affinity with your aesthetic going to really like this website, or, or is it going to be something for everyone? I think it'll be something for everyone because I've been, you know, writing about it for a long time. So I don't particularly have any mid-century in my house, but there will be mid-century. You know, it is to a certain extent about looking on my taste and my eye. But the blog is now, it'll be 10 years next year, you know, 10 years of blog, 30 years of journalism. I've got three books. So it is about me filtering and knowing, actually, this uh, this might not be my particular taste, but this is why it's a good piece. This is why you yeah, want to Yeah, but you're it. not going to put any you're not going to put anything on there that you don't like, are you? I mean, you know, no. I would love to find a giant pink flamingo ostrich feather standing lamp, but I'd be surprised to find it on your website. No, you would find that oh, on there. Okay. What you wouldn't find is that kind of fairly, well, I don't know how to put it now. I'm hoping there will be nothing boring there. You yeah. know, I did come across a lamp oh, no, the other day I'm in the shape saying... of a giant horse. Um, and I might put that on there because I sort of think if somebody's gone to the bother of making it, then you need to know about it, even <laughs> if you don't want to buy it. But it's about finding, you know, great little design pieces and unearthing them that you might not have seen elsewhere. And then taking the um, best of the high street so you can... And taking the best of everywhere Brilliant. and putting it together. So. That's the plan. Brilliant. So exciting. I can't wait to see more boxes arrive at uh, my house anytime uh, at soon. At Shay Robinson. Yes. So you can follow on Instagram on Design Story Shop. And of course, we will be putting all the links to Kate's new shop, as well as the link to my colour psychology course and all the other... Oh, la, 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 la. <laughs> try and do that again. Without going really high pitched to the end. And we will, of course, put the links to Kate's new shop, as well as the link to my online course, Colour Psychology, on both of our blogs. Mine is sophierobinson.co.uk and hers is madaboutthehouse.com. And as much as I hate asking you to review us on your podcast app, I do like it when you do. So as a thank you for the fabulous reviews you have been leaving us, we wanted to share a couple, particularly as the last two share a common, not obviously interiors-based theme. Yes, it's dogs. <laughs> Actually, this podcast has had a bit of a dog yes. theme, to be fair, well, seeing uh, as Lucy's well, been there. So well, she's still even here. more appropriate. There we she's go. She's still here. My dog is literally co-producing the podcast as we speak. Listen up, Lucy. So White Knight 76 says, Dog walking winner. This is the best podcast to walk the dog to. And 
And might I add, it's the only time I get to listen to podcasts. I love that they have differing opinions. I think that's you and me, Kate, not the dogs. And I feel like I've learned something. High gloss walls, who knew? And I love that Sophie laughs like no one is listening. (laughs) One way of putting it. I love that. (laughs) Laugh like no one is listening. Brilliant. And I've got one here from Dr. Miffy, the best podcast ever. I just don't think any podcast can be better than this. It's the perfect antidote to the current bleakness with great interiors knowledge, gorgeous house visits, (laughs) we wish, and it's hilarious. Please never stop making this show. It really is the dog's box. Yeah, okay. (laughs) There's a little row of smiley faces there to save the dog's modesty. And on that note, thanks to our producer, Kate Taylor of Feast Collective, to Lucy, our executive co-producer, and to you, our excellent listeners. And we'll see you in the great indoors. 